Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here. We're drinking beer and play a game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 135. Thank you for joining us tonight. How are you doing? Jim, it's so close to Halloween and when this releases, it's so much closer. Oh my God, I know. I'm so excited. Jim, in two days, are you ready for me to win the pumpkin carving contest again? <laughs> you and your bullshit. <laughs> Jim, at least you're not as mad as our sister-in-law. <laughs> no, she takes that shit way too seriously. So mm -hmm. yeah, every year we have uh, our sister-in-law has a um, you know has us over at her house for a little Halloween party. We do pumpkin carving, and yeah, the sister-in-law really thinks she's uh thinks she's something else. I mean, she uses like stencils and shit. So I don't know why she's <laughs> yeah. so uh, so hype on her skills. But Brian won last year. So, oh, actually, we still have the golden plunger because my wife my wife got the worst pumpkin. <laughs> And, uh, yep. <laughs> man, you know what? We've been making out on the swag from last place lately. So we recently did a charity golf outing where we got last place. So we got free. You got last place there. Yeah. <laughs> they called us the most honest team. So, uh, then, uh, my, she is currently in the running for last place in our football pool where if she has last place by the end of the year, she wins a money prize. So a little bit more than back from what she, uh, put in. So that'll be profit. So I'm rooting for the bottom there. And we had the Golden Plunger from last year. So we were just rolling in that participation <laughs> trophiness. Jim. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I, 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 it is better to walk away with something than to be middle of the road and have nothing. But that something is celebrating your losing. <laughs> Still walk away with something. <laughs> Isn't that like a badge of dishonor? No, Brian, return on investment, all right? <laughs> walking away with positive thing is better than walking away with no thing. I guess <laughs> that's right. That's one is more than zero. Okay. That, Let's go yeah, down to simple brass tacks. You know what? what? One is more than zero, Jim. <laughs> See? That's how I justify my life. God damn it. So, uh, Chambers, what uh, what you got in your cup tonight? Well, um, if you saw it on Instagram, I recently spent a couple days in St. Louis. So, I brought home some St. Louis. I mean, <laughs> it's funny when i when i tweeted that out someone from st louis was like why are you here <laughs> and i was like uh visiting uh you know wife's friend and he's like i was like not the best city he's like yeah i don't i would never advise anyone coming here so yeah bit of a bit of a ho-hum town but the beer is actually pretty good so first up from the o'fallon brewery is their fog light hazy ipa so hmm. this is one that i had as part of a um flight that's the word as part of a flight, and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty damn good hazy IPA. So it doesn't do anything, like, super crazy, but it's surprise For being a hazy uh, IPA, it's surprisingly light drinking, and 6% mm -hmm. alcohol is positive. So <gasps> haven't done this in a while. God damn it. Truly mouth-watering and tropical. This hazy IPA is soft in bitterness and bursting with a bunch of citrus tropical notes. Aromas of grapefruit, mango, and pineapple up front, with sweet orange and mango notes surrounding out the finish. The depth of the malt bill as wait <laughs> oh just like old times can't read the depth of the malt bill adds a sweet malt backbone to complement and balance this double dry hop juicy delight. You just said a lot of words, Jim. Yep, comes to us from the O'Fallon Brewery out of St. Louis County, Missouri. Technically, so, Maryland Heights. Since I've never brought back beer from a flight standpoint, yeah. What do you do? Do you? Do you check the bag, or did you have it in your carry-on? Nah, I th I'm pretty sure it has to be in your checked bag, since it's more than, like, uh, four ounces. So, I was going to say, like, I thought, this is also showing how stupid I am, but, like, I thought, like, maybe, like, 
would there be an issue with a can? I was worried about that, so we put them in uh, Ziploc bags just in case they burst from uh, yeah. That's what I was like. Yeah. Now, did you have any of that while you were there, or did you just pick up cans of random shit? The fog light I had while I was there, I have a couple cans of random stuff because I wound up at this tap house that like I basically went there. I was like, I'm from out of town. Just give me a bunch of good local stuff. So she gave me two flights of good stuff, and then she gave me more random stuff to try and take home. So, so has it? Does it taste different? Like maybe with the varying pressures, like has it made the flavor taste like a little flatter? Maybe I actually think maybe slightly uh, because I remember it having a bit more of like a bold bite to it when I drank Mm. it as part of the flight. So maybe it did get a little mellowed out by being in the plane, but it's still good. Yeah, and obviously, I I mean, I guess in theory you could truck it, but like when we get beers from Seattle and from uh, California, obviously from the bigger breweries, unless they are trucking it, which is possible, I I, w- I would think it would almost be cheaper to sh- to fly it, but I don't know. Well, what do you call it? Uh, the per- uh, we actually talked to the uh, the waitress about that, and she was like, "Yeah, I mean, like all these beers basically get trucked in from all over the place, so like they'll survive the trip, like they should be fine." So yeah. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, I am um, sticking with my pumpkin. I actually haven't had a beer in over like a week and a half. Getting over a fun... I was the last in my household to get a fun cold virus, whatever the fuck it was. So, um, haven't drank anything, but um, I don't know how to say this. Do you know this brewery, Jim? Schlafly? Oh, I I had some of them out there. Shafley yeah, or Shafley? Shafley? Yeah, it's Shly Fly. I don't know. I But I'm having their pumpkin ale. Um, it's always available around here. And I sh- I'm sure there are other beers are too. It's really, really, really good. Because all the flavors are strong, but somehow subtle. Like the sweetness is subtle. Hmm. The spiciness isn't like, oh my God. But there's a ton, a ton of flavor. It's 8%, which is... Kind of strong for a most average pumpkin beer. Um, yeah, no, they're always just really, really solid brewery when it comes to their pumpkin beer. So Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was at the airport, because I'm a terrible flyer, uh, <laughs> had a beer to try and call the nerms. Didn't work. But I uh, had, like, their basic IPA, and I was like, yeah, it's a solid IPA. Nothing special, but it's good. Jim, not that I'm condoning it, especially because I'm not someone who has ever done them, but, like, would you ever consider taking Zanny or what? What's the thing that calms people down? Is it Xanax? I don't even know. Probably Xanax. I know it's one of those that like a lot of flyers tend to take to calm down. I don't. I don't know drugs like that. But. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should try it. Because <laughs> I, 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 I always try and fucking uh, what do you call it? I always try and take a nap in a plane, which never works because I'm too busy uh, white knuckling. And then <laughs> uh, then I wake up and like I whipped out the switch and played some more Hades. So that's uh, what have I been playing? Basically, just Hades and Mario Party with uh, the friends we met met up with. Uh, but um, yeah, so I play some more Hades, and I'm actually I can get up to the third tier level, whatever it is now, like on the way out. The and, uh, with like the Ghost Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get up to that part now, and that's basically where I die, like one or two screens in. So still, oh, okay, sl- slight improvements here and there, but still. Uh, Still, still not touching that last boss yet. So that'll be. A now thing. let me ask you this: Now that you you've dived, so you've probably died how many times? If you had to guess, how many times do you think you've died? I think it's I'm up to like probably either 15 or just shy of 15 times. Oh, that's not that many. Yeah. you have many more times to die. But oh, I'm uh, sure. 
is it at all when you play it now is it getting old to you at all or do you still really enjoy it i still enjoy it i'm so sick of that first level um <laughs> but it's like anything else when you just play it again and again and again like i'm getting flashbacks to like trying to plow through streets of rage 3 as a kid like when my buddy and i spent a whole summer doing that because <laughs> like, you're just tired of it yeah it got to the of point it. where like he would just let me play through the first five levels and then he would come in at like level six to like mm. try and help me out at that point because like i could get through the first five levels without losing a life at that point so did you uh have you started encountering the first level boss, but the different variations yep. of her, like her sisters? Okay. Add a bunch. I, that, I, like I said, I, that was one of the things I applaud the game. And they do, it, they do it with all the bosses. Because just when you think like, oh, the bone, bone hydra, I got it down. I'm so sick of that throw. fucking hydra. That thing chews through my goddamn lives. I can't wait for a different boss. So the only thing I, from my playthrough, is it's a must if you get the opportunity to have the the uh, power up that allows you to reflect the shit back at it. Mm -hmm. Like just spam the shit out of that, dash dash through them over and over, keep reflecting it, and do your powers if you got them to break that armor as quickly as you can. Nah. And just yeah, like that. That big thing when I finally was like, oh, yeah, just don't ever get near him when he's starting to do his little freak out, like, hit thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that like I said, I, I really enjoyed that game. I don't see myself going back anytime soon to do oh, it no, ten the, times. The, the second I'm done it, I'm putting it away. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not putting myself through this ten times, but I'll, I'll be satisfied when I finally do survive. But isn't that kind of funny? Like, we're, we know it's a really well-made game. The, like we love the fact that there's the different npcs will say something different every time based uh -huh. on what you did but what is it about it that for you and me and pam when we talk to her like yeah it's just not enough to bring us back like how many people will play that do you think actually want to keep going through and through and through i you know what i think that's kind of like it's like taking a big shit that you were really not looking forward to and you're just glad it's done at that point like, it starts off, like, feeling kind of good, and you're getting that relief out of you, but then by the time you're done, you're just like, I just want this to be over. Yeah. And they should have said yeah. a hangover or something like that, where you start off drunk and happy, and then you, you hit that one spot where you're just miserable, and then you're finally happy it's done. You're just waiting for that throw-up to give you a little bit of relief. Yeah. <laughs> like, you finally you finally wake up from that post-puke like session nap, and you're finally feeling like a human again. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like... Does that game, you would think it has, like, all the replayability in the world, but let's say you get through the ten playthroughs and you're done. Do you, like, could that ever be a game you want to see yourself going back and be like, ah, oh, let me try it again? I mean, not for me, but I know there's a ton of roguelike fanatics out there, so I'm yeah. sure there's people out there like that, but not nah, me. I'll be, I'll be a one and done. Yeah. Nice. Now, great game, once again. Just tough as nails. Yep, and then besides, actually not that much besides that, so I'm going to be digging into Alien Trilogy, and uh, I just got California Games, so I can start getting the footage for that for that do, Patreon yeah. review. So I'm going to try and break out these reviews we owe people. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got tons of reviews forthcoming. Like I said, this month was obviously focused on my list, Jim's collectible videos. We each got one more left. Um, may go a little bit past Halloween or it may wrap up with Halloween. But either way, I mean, obviously it's been a ton of fun, ton of work on both our ends. And, uh, I, but I did love doing it because it's something I've, especially my list, I wanted to do for such a long time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it this year. So yeah, we pushed the alien reviews. We got California games and we got those final two Mortal Kombat games. So if we can wrap all that shit up by the end of the year, I'll be happy. <laughs> yep. Tall but order. yeah. 
I um I finished Alien. I always fuck it up. Alien Fire, t- Fire Squad, Team Elite. Whatever. Fire Team Elite. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say, and I'll mention it during the review, but there's this really interesting bug that when you try to use a flamethrower and there's too many enemies on the screen, it crashes the game almost every goddamn time. Oh, that good. is a huge problem. Like, <laughs> I literally have footage of me, like, literally 10, and you know how I am. I'm very persistent. Like, I keep trying the same shit over and over. Yep. I, I must have got the crash screen about 12 times, and I was finally like, what the fuck? I look it up online, and then I finally found someone talking about it. I switch from the flamethrower to, like, the smart gun, and I can get through it. And then I get to the final stage, and there's just massive amounts of aliens. And, like, the game literally freezes. So there's every couple minutes, there's just a frozen screen that I have to wait, like, maybe 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and then it moves again. Like, and I persisted through it. And I actually died through it at the very end of the level, which pissed me off to no end. But that you talk about a game where you say like you want to, you feel like you're taking a shit, like just the bug issues I've had with it. I was so happy to be done. But like I said, I actually did enjoy the game. I like what they did. It just has a lot of other issues. I'll say that. Um, so I started diving into Alien Colonial Marines, and you know what? I'm gonna be honest. So far, I don't get the hate for it. And I know that's going to be a little controversial because it's like one of the most hated games. Uh, maybe I need to look into what people hate it so much. But so far, I'm like, it's not that bad. It's well, a little know, t- I was going to say, what do you call it? Like, probably by now, it's like it's like what Resident Evil 5 was. It was patched to hell, so it probably plays better than it did at release. Mm. But also, like, th- the biggest thing that was against that was it was a massive misdirection with the marketing. Like... All the trailers and everything like that were just stuff that was not the game. That was the gotcha. Thing. Okay, yeah, and obviously, I as I talked about before, I got that for what at five below still or no no I got that at Goodwill still sealed for like three bucks. So I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. Is that is that by Gearbox? Is that a Cliffy B game? Yep. Yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, one of his one of his many foibles. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been very aliens heavy. I've uh, been doing other games, just getting footage for this final, these final lists. Um, Jim, since you and I, we didn't really talk about it. Do you approve of the Sega list? Yeah, solid list. Yeah, I don't have any there was there were some games I'm very curious to see. Had you ever actually heard of? Really I was actually played. really happy to see Decap Attack on there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that game is so goofy and just I. That's among many other horror games. That's one I definitely want a physical copy of. Yep. Yeah, that's because I mentioned in my video. That's one that, like, I got as a Christmas gift when I was a kid. And I played it, and I was like, eh. But, like, as I got older, like, I really started to appreciate it way more. You appreciate the shit out of it. And then you and I, it's funny, we talked. And I said, like, I definitely, Splatterhouse 3, I really like. And I mentioned in the video, but, like, that time limit, man. That's the only thing holding that game back is really that. It's too tight. It's a good idea, but it's too tight. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, instead of having a time limit, just say, maybe have a counter, and you can still do the thing with you get a better ending, so you do it inverse. So you say, if you beat this level in two minutes, you get the best ending. But it doesn't stop you from getting anything if you just don't, if you run out of time. Well, I mean, you can run out of time, you just get the worst endings. Yeah, I don't know. That game just... 
I that still was a killer for me. But going back and replaying Splatterhouse too, I was like, God damn! I just love the shit out of that game so much. No, oh, yeah, it's great. Even but yeah, I suck at it. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I haven't played. Like, I played a little bit of Dead by Daylight, but I think I'm coming to realization with that game. As much as it's it's one of my favorite games and one of my most hated games, I might be at the point where right now I'm like. I'm just done playing it because, like, I find myself, if you want to even try to have an okay game, and this is more specific to when you play the killer, right. you have to sweat so hard. Like, you can't just be even semi-casual. Like, when you're the survivor, you can. You can kind of fuck around, do whatever. Even if you die, you don't care. Right. As a killer, you like, you fuck off for, like, a second. Oh, like, three generators are done. Oh, everyone's just teabagging me. Like, it just, it all of a sudden, it's like you're having zero fun. I'm like... Why am I playing this? Like I, it's a, the idea, and when a good game is good, it's so worth it. But you go through like seven games in a row that are terrible, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Nah. So yeah, yeah. But that old biscuit. But yeah, other than that, I'll be very aliens focused as I uh, plow through Col- Colonial Marines and and Alien Three on the Super NES, which I also started playing as well. Nice. Yeah, I gotta dabble into that a little bit for our review, but that one definitely looks a lot better. Oh, it's so much better. It's such a different... Man. Sega is more or less a graphical... And it's an upgrade of the upgrade. NES. Yeah. Yeah, but the Super NES, that thing is a complete different a- monster. Actually follows the movie. <laughs> follows the movie, it just, and it's actually just a fun game. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Or watch the Console Wars video, but watch ours as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Jim, since Aliens was inspired by us for our awesome Patreon, patron... What questions do we have this week? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as two measly dollars a month. You can answer your question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. First up from 5th Gen Mook. What is the biggest jump scare you've ever gotten from a video game? For me, it was my first playthrough of Resi 2 and not expecting a zombie in the doorway scene. Zombie in doorway scene's good. Dogs in Resident Evil 1. I was gonna say that that is my first time I've ever had a jump scare. Period. That, that got a real scream out of me. I was like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, the dog is is the one I remember the most. But honestly, now I play so many first person games that there was one I actually streamed, and I think I talked about it a few weeks back that like it got a legit scare, like. I truly wasn't expecting it. And even on stream, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, it truly got me. But I'm I'm blanking. It might have been Outlast 2. Because um, those are, to me, the easy scares. That Resident Evil one, sure, it's a sound. But, like, I'm going to go with that as my favorite one. Let's put it that way. Right. It was Freddy Fazbear. <laughs> that one. I remember when I had you playing at my house. I gave, I gave, I gave you, 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 you were yipping away. Yips were given. And wasn't it, was it in the director's cut or was it the remake where you're expecting the same exact jump scare from the dog and it doesn't happen? Like you walk through it a few times and it's not late until later in the game Yeah, the, that they, they get you again. That. You're like, you son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> Jim, yeah, all I know, I know is, way. all I know is with that fucking Resident Evil movie. Uh, um, they obviously show a lot of iconic moments, like the zombie turning around. They better have the Cerberus through the window. That's all I'm going to say. 
They got it. it it's going to be there. I, I, I'm, I'm living in a world where it's going to be there. Is there any chance... Can you think of any other more infamous jump scare in a game? Like, I, maybe we're biased because we love Resident Evil so much, but I'm trying to think, like, other than Five Nights and Freddy's and, like, Slender Man and, like, those, like, FPS, like, jump in Yeah, or, like, Alien Isolation, any of those moments or something like that. Because um, there's really none on any 8 or 16-bit consoles. Yeah, because, like, like Silent Hill really wasn't about the jump scares. That was always mm -hmm. more, like, atmosphere and just, like, making you feel unsettled the entire time. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I'm struggling. Like I never really played Clock Tower or Fatal Frame, so I can't go with any of them. Uh, I've played like those. Fatal, and, seems yeah. like Fatal Frame would be one that would have that, but they, eh. they they have a few decent ones, but they're not as jumpy scare. Like I don't know that that to me is the ultimate in non FPS jump scares. Right. I'll, I'll right. tell you what else scared the shit out of me in that game. The first time I went against a hunter. I was like, I, I, I think I had a shotgun and like either I missed a shot or something, but like when he jumped and decapitated me in one hit, I was oh. like, what the fuck? Like that changed the whole game for me. I was like, what is this? Dude, fucking, fucking hunters are scary, scary for everyone after the fact. Cause you just know you're a fucking jump away from losing yeah. 15 minutes of progress. Oh dude, that, that is the enemy to me. That is the quintessential enemy of I've been saving bullets for this really good gun, like Colt Python or something, and I'm like, I'm going to use it on him every time. I'm not yeah, saving it just for the boss. Fuck Tyrant. I'll use it on the hunters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, but great, great question, man. Yep. Next up from JD Mains. Eric Barone's next game is Haunted Chocolate Chocolatier? Okay. And it looks and sounds similar to Stardew Valley that I still enjoy today. When you can't play a round of pants-changing jump scares, give uh, Stardew Valley a try. And tell us your thought on Barone's newest game. Cheers, fellas. I've never played Stardew, so I don't have any frame of reference, unfortunately. Me neither. And you and I talked about it. I'm not a... What's a game that's just like Stardew? Um, uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Like, all those, they... I went through the phase in my teens where I played Sims, and I never truly got into any type of farming simulator game. Um, those are the type of games, and Jim and I said, like, we don't have the time to, like, really invest in, like, I need to get my turnips and my bells and whatever, whatever else. So, even though I'm sure it is a great game, I, anytime Graphically soon... it looks similar, so I'm guessing it's more of a, like, you know, actually story-based game. Probably more RPG-ish than, like, you know, doing stuff the time of day. I've done no research into this. I'm just looking at pictures. Yeah. I mean... Here's the deal. If there's a, if it sounds like there's like a horror spoof, I will say I did a horror spoof off of those games. It was called, not Crypt Keeper, but like Crypt something. Dumb and you basically, you basic, damn it, you basically run a cemetery in the same deal. You go into towns, talk to people, but like you manage the cemetery and ghosts and zombies. So that was cool. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So it was terrible for me. But I like that idea. So if you can put a horror spin on any of those games, I'll at least probably give it a try. Yeah, no, it looks pretty cute and all that stuff. So it's a typical vibe. No, yeah. um, maybe I'll get that a go one day. Probably not, but we'll see. Jim, it's not pinball or hentai, so you won't. I, I'm a very simple man with simple taste at this point, Brian. <laughs> what do you mean at this point? You never had those kind of tastes. I had taste. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> next up from michael soto 
If you could remake any game with today's graphics and physics, what would your choice? Eh? What would your choice be, and why? Personally, I'd like to remake the original Tomb Raider series. I always loved the games, but have a hard time going back to anything on PS One. Plus, seeing a modern day Lara in the old style graphics would be great. Yeah. Well, given that wait. big old knock is back. I was gonna say they've remade Tomb Raider. Well, it was like a reboot. It wasn't like a full-on remake. Oh, so he just wants a basically like Resident Evil 1 remake. Like, almost shot for shot. The game is both enhancements and all. Both yeah. Enhan- um, but then, does that... I Well, okay, if he's keeping that frame of reference, you get, almost got to do a 3D game. Like, you can't do a 2D, because really... Ha- well, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so a 3D game... You know uh, what? I would like to see like a redone game like Fighting Force or something like that. Like third person beat 'em up, but just like not as clunky, give it a little more to it. You know, stylized yeah. the graphics, but it's like a game I always enjoyed because me being the Streets of Rage Dork growing up, I played it way more than it probably deserved. But Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would like to see it done like, you know, better. But and we don't really have games like that. Maybe Yakuza is the closest we have. But um but just like more more straight up kind of beat 'em uppy. Yeah, um, I'd say the Die Hard trilogy. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that game. I actually got it a few years ago for Christmas because that was one I used to play all the time. Um, and I feel like that hasn't there hasn't been a Die Hard game in quite a while. And that trilogy I love because you got a first person, you got the third person, you got the taxi level. Like I don't know, it was just really well done. So redone in today's graphics with today's control i feel like it could be a ton of fun again oh yeah for sure quick overrated underrated fucking die hard 2 underrated as fuck finally watched that for the first goddamn time on wait my wait trip. You, this is the first time you've watched that i've never seen die hard 2 before i always just heard it was like the shitty one on a plane i was like all right i guess i'll pass and i watched well, it, i was like this is fucking great no it is a great i mean the first three diehards are all great and right. you can debate order. Like, I personally love the shit out of one and three. Yeah. And sometimes I love three more. Sometimes I like one more. Two is below both of those, but it's still good. It's still really good. Yeah, it's um, the weakest of the three, but it's still good. And that yeah. fucking cast. Oh, my God. Gary Busey. The, uh, and then, fuck, who's the, uh, who's the lead bad guy again? It's, um. Uh, I mean, it depends on, I guess, the one who's leading the whole thing. I forget his name. Fuck. God damn it! Yeah, he's... I just keep thinking of Franco Nero, but fucking uh, <laughs> even though he was like running the whole thing, but I mean they have like Dennis Franz, John Leguizamo's in there randomly, like shit. No, it is it is good. The problem is, like you said, it's that terrible middle child syndrome of being in between two better ones. But it's like no, people just write it off like it's shitty. The other movies, I'll gladly say, are shitty. I thought Live for Your Die Hard was fun, but after that, it gets even really worse. It, that is that the one with Timothy Oil? I always fuck Oil Font. Yeah, yeah. Is that also the one where he drives the first a motorcycle into the helicopter? I think. <laughs> and was that Kevin Smith too? Kevin Smith. Yeah. That one was like, I'd it, say br- it's dumb but fun. Yeah. yeah. The other ones, no. Um, I haven't even bothered with them. So yeah, no. I would I would say Die Hard Two definitely underrated. Nice little segue we had there. Yeah, I like but, uh, it. Now, give a good question, Mike. Next up from Burn Retinas. Thoughts on the found footage horror genre? Potential that was squandered due to overexposure, or was it always crap? 
Mm. No, it's definitely never been crap. I think found footage is a great genre for horror because it like everything else felt polished and it was it felt like a brand new genre when it came out in the 90s and like all of a sudden like with digital cameras like yeah okay let's make a a movie that's not super shot well Blair Witch I don't care what anyone says when it first came out people were like that is genuinely creepy because there was the mysticism of like they thought it was real yeah like is it did is this really real like holy shit nowadays yeah it's it's like someone watching the sixth sense but they already know bruce willis is dead like when the, when everyone knows all the shit that already happens Rise, spoilers! <laughs> if somebody hasn't seen sixth sense yet spoilers! <laughs> um but no i've like cloverfield i loved um yeah cloverfield got shit on a lot but i really like cloverfield yeah i really like that um rec which was remade in a quarantine wasn't bad I thought quarantine was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. All you know what? All the paranormal activities, even the later ones that are just go really off the fucking rails, even they're still fun. Oh yeah, that that first one still is legit creepy to shit to watch. I really like the first three of them. Like I think yeah. they're all like the first three are all pretty good. Did you have you watched any of the VHS ones? No, no, I didn't. So really, first one I would say is almost excellent. Second one's good. Third one, meh fourth one is well then there's one called like viral which was that sucked but there's a one on shutter and i doubt you have shutter um but it was exclusive and there's a few segments in there are good but that one it the appeal is it's shot and it literally they must i i guess they really did use the old style digital cameras because it's not like a handheld hd bullshit it's like legit feels like home movies but with a horror twist so I think found footage is good. I think there are a ton of terrible ones, obviously, like you get with any genre that gets a little bit of heat, but still it gives a different perspective. And yeah, I, I think they're really well done. I would almost love to see more found footage style horror video games. The closest would kind of be Outlast and Blair Witch. Yeah. And, and Outlast is obviously classic beyond whatever. It's one of the best. Blair Witch had a good moment at the end, but somehow do that, like, with horror games. Shit, you know what? Make that, like, the Return to Glory for, like, Silent Hill or something like that. Like, I guess PT was, like, kind of... I mean, that was what Resident Evil 7 eventually copied, but... Yeah, I mean, you could do... If you did found footage with, like, you know, the fucking Nightmare World in Silent Hill, that could work. Yeah, like, have... Make it simple, like, Thrill Seekers or something that, like, hear about this town... And you're holding the camera, and yeah, you go in there, and yeah. See the world be, turning into a nightmare around you and shit like that? That would be, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, good idea, me. Hi, me, Konami. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. And last up from Phony Montana. Thoughts on Halloween Kills? Thought it was meh. The previous one was much better. Think they are gearing up for a last one. I haven't seen it yet. So, they're not. it's not that they're gearing up. There's no doubt they're doing a, a third one. That's a, he. The guy was always hired to do a trilogy. And wait, uh, Brian, are you saying that they didn't kill Michael Myers? Is that is that the spoiler? Was Halloween not killed? Well, let's put it this way, Jim. They they've talked about the third one since the first movie. So spoiler! you can you can take from that what you will. I'll give you no spoilers. Um, but the guy actually is also now hired to re. I don't know if he's rebooting, remaking, or continuing the original Exorcist in a trilogy. So take take what you want from that. Yeah. Um, the 
you saw did you see halloween with me 2018 one yeah we we both went in theater and saw so it. i thought that was really really well done yeah the, i liked it yeah the violence was way up and the thing i loved about that movie is like laurie and some of the other characters were actually like smart horror movie people there was a few dumb ones and this is not a spoiler but it's very well known with this movie everyone's iq is turned down to 40 and i'll just say it like if you see michael myers why you walk towards him with a gun don't shoot wait till you're right next to him oh it's taken from you uh, that's the kind of shit like my brain turned off and i'm like okay people act so stupid in this movie and the acting is like it's so overacted it feels like it was directed by somebody else this time but it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was the same guy the violence is through the roof like the violence is even more violent than the last one so if that's what you want you'll enjoy the movie but if you have any semblance of wanting a semi-cohesive story with good backstories no it, it i was pissed at the movie by the end i'll just say that so to sum it up it needed more buster rhymes <laughs> god damn it it felt like he was in the movie, even though he wasn't. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah. Did no. someone say chicken cheat, motherfucker? <sighs> I'll just... Jim, have you seen the petition online to support the... I'll just say there's a moment in the movie. Once again, it's not a spoiler. Okay, I've not seen a petition, so... So... Virginia's here. There was a petition, or, like, basically a whole fan page made, because there's a scene where there's a group about to fight Michael... And everyone's armed with something, but one of the women in there is armed with an iron. Like, you know, for clothes. Like, an an unplugged-ass iron she brought to fight Michael Myers. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Like, that's the level of, like... The type of people you're dealing with. And and you know... For those of you listening at home, imagine a face I'm making right now that goes, Heh. Yeah. And you know what? horror movies do this all the time the other thing i'll say is there were a few com i don't i guess you could call them comedians but comedic actors thrown in there it felt very like oh we can just have these guys in this movie kind of like a bust of rhymes now granted their parts were not as substantial but they're just like thrown in there and you kind of go like are they just really trying to force a comedic relief right now it just it felt very like out of place considering how serious the last one felt like the last one was very serious yeah there wasn't much comedy in it um so yeah i'm gonna see the third one i was disappointed with this one i'll just say that there you go and that wraps up the patreon questions for this week so once again thank you to all of our lovely patrons for the questions we really do appreciate it patreon reviews are going to be coming in the next couple months as we have been talking about and if you would like to check out the show and support it, patreon.com slash drink a beer, play a game. Also, while you're here, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please make sure to hit those follow buttons. And if you're on iTunes, please leave a five-star review. Feel free to shit all over us in the comments. We'll read whatever five-star reviews you leave in there. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Truly appreciate it. Yep, for real. All right, Chambers. So uh, how did that St. Louis brew, the hazy IPA, how did it treat you? The Foglade? Foglade's a good... At- you know what i will say like i've tried a lot of hazy ipa so far and pardon me sorry but for the (laughs) most part they've always been kind of like meh to me but this one i really like like it's just that like this is very drinkable 
Like, it doesn't leave you with that, like, hazy IPA, like, aftertaste where you're just kind of like, like that kind of feeling. Like, I don't know. It's just very solid all around. Nice. What uh, what are you moving on to? Whoa. uh, Finally, a little pumpkin in your life. Yep. So, once again from the O'Fallon Brewery, the Jack O'Latte Pumpkin Coffee Milk Stout. Yeah, that's a new style I keep seeing in a lot of places. Yep. So it comes in at 5.9% alcohol by volume. Jack is back in the lineup once again this year. Jack Latte is a pumpkin coffee milk stout aged on coffee beans. Flaked oats, lactose, and coffee malt accentuate the latte character of this beer. We infused a beer with traditional fall spices that create our unique seasonal flavor. Don't be afraid of the dark. This flavored stout is everything that's drinkable and fitting for the season. Jim, I'm now convinced you look for beers that have writing on the side. Right. I haven't been able to do this bit in ages. (laughs) I have missed it. (sighs) All right. Well, I'm going with the Evolution Craft Brewing Company's Jacques A Lantern, I guess. Jim, you're French. You would know. Um, (laughs) So so they're out of Salisbury, Maryland, which I don't know where the fuck that is. Yeah. it's their Belgian style pumpkin ale. It's six point three percent and a Belgian style ale. See, here's a here's one problem I have with craft breweries. I am by no means a craft beer expert, but saying Belgian ale would be the equivalent of saying an American lager. Like, yeah. There there's a lot of other styles it could be, so I don't know which type of Belgian style I mean. Uh, no fancy writing. Oh wait, no, there is writing. Government warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> See what I was doing there, Jim? I don't like <laughs> I don't like barefoot women. Jim, I'm Throwback. a splinter. I, I made a funny. <laughs> um, never had anything from Evo. Have you ever? Uh, I think you've I've had Evo before. It. Have you? Yeah, what do you call it? They were in one of my uh, craft boxes before. Meh. <clears throat> yeah, I thought Evo was okay. Nothing special. I'll wait and try to be fair, but so far, meh. I gotta say, from my uh, initial impression, this aroma really strong in the coffee, and then the taste is like all porter. So, hmm. but you said it was a milk stout, or no milk stout? I meant fucking stout. I'm fucking. <laughs> well, that when you mentioned it, I it sounds like more of what a porter would be, but it's yeah. a milk stout, right? Yeah, it is a milk stout. So maybe the coffee with the milk stout together gave me porter vibes. Hmm. But like that's what like my head was like, ooh, porter. And I was like, oh wait, milk stout. What? Jim, do you oh, know no, I'm the Keystone stouts? guy. What the fuck do I know about flavor? Jim, do you know stouts are really porters? Are they? Mm-hmm. Well, I learned something today. There you go. Jim, did you also know that God of War is coming to PC? What? <laughs> uh, this is one we have the article below, but it's chances are you've heard about it for a couple days now. Um... Jim, would you say there's been any backlash or hurt feelings over this? You know what? I'm a little disappointed because I think I think we as a people are evolving a little bit at this point. Because I was expecting way more like easy gamers mad, easy just people bitching and flying off the handle. And it really just turned into a thing of like people going, oh, this is cool. More people get to play it. Or a bunch of people like there's the occasional Sony fanboy in the threads that you'll see that's like, crying they're like you've abandoned us sony doesn't have any exclusives anymore blah 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 
Look, I'm an Xbox guy. I've been doing this shit for six years now. All right? But it's nothing new for me. <laughs> so you guys can play catch up. But, yeah, I mean, but even when, anytime someone started that thread, they just, like, immediately got, like, shit on and ratioed. So, like, no one even takes these, like, complaints seriously anymore. And, the be- like, the best comment I saw was actually, like, a little tinfoil conspiracy theory, which I think could be the case. It's great fucking marketing. Because if you leave the new God of War as a PS5 exclusive, net! <laughs> Damn it, you. you leave the new PS5 as a God of War, ex- or God of War as a PS5 exclusive, you yep. let more people play the old God of War to get hype for it, gives them a reason to go out and try and find it and buy it. So, fucking genius move, actually. Well, here, here's the thing. On one hand, yeah, there's obviously the people are like, oh, cool, now every more people are going to get to play this game. That's awesome. The mentality of, like, I... It's the same nerds that, like, get mad when a band makes it big. They're like, they sold out. They're like, I only want them to be a garage band that only I know. Like, I don't like that mentality of, like, I want to keep this little secret. The right. only time it really applies to me is, like, well, when you find... I don't think being on 100 million selling console is a bit of a secret there, Brian. But I know what you mean. No, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, like, the exclusivity, I've never understood it. Like, that goes back, and we've talked about this tons of times. Yeah. But what... Like, the most common thing when I, I scrolled through a bunch of the reactions, and we have the, the thread below as well, yep. um, is, like, they're like, oh, so I gotta, you got to now pay $2,000 for a PC to run something that was a $500 console. Like, basically just kind of trying to reverse shit on, like, even though I know you're running it better than me, you had to pay a lot more. Right. It's a weird, like, flex to try to do... And it's I, I don't and like get, it is enhanced for PC. I mean, it's four years later, so I mean. But that's the thing is like you're, you're kind playing of a way now, better version. You're kind of like trying to punch up. It'd be like someone being like, huh, "Well, Tom Brady only wins because he's on teams because they hired better people." It's like, yeah, but like I, I I don't get the idea of trying to punch up a little too hard like that. But on the other hand, here's the thing. I feel like Sony fanboys get the most heat of the diehard fans. Kind of like, and I can respect it being a Philly fan. We get shit on more than I feel like any other city in sports. Because of like, lies and slander. That was not Santa. That was a guy in a Santa suit and he was drunk in the crowd. We didn't throw snowballs at Santa. We threw it at a drunk guy. God fucking damn it. But now this the, is now where the batteries, sympath- the batteries I have no excuse for. But this is where I can sympathize with like artists. PS fanboys getting a little bit of hate because maybe they are just crazy loyal. Like, you and I have talked about, like, any serious gamer knows, like, PlayStation out, like, wins out almost every generation other than the random times, like, Nintendo has, like, you know, with the Wii, whatever. Right. But I'm saying, like, when it comes to competition with the Xbox, it's not really competition in terms of sales, putting performance specs aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like could you imagine? PS3 was the closest it's ever been. Yeah. But but here's where like it would get interesting. Could you imagine what would Nintendo fanboys be like if their shit started going to PC? Like, do you think they would have a fucking heart burn? Like, and we know Nintendo they're stingy. Yes, it's never gonna happen. But I'm just saying, imagine if all of a sudden next year they're like all Nintendo classics coming to Steam. Like. What do you think that would do to Nintendo fans? That, man, because, I mean, that's so far out of the realm of possibility in my brain because, like, 
You put a yeah. Nintendo game on a PC, it's going to be, you'll never buy a Nintendo console again unless you just want exactly. the convenience. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, oh, that would be such a fucking blow up. So, um, I mean, Nintendo, it's so weird because Nintendo has been its own thing for so long at this point that, like, it hasn't been in the trenches. Like, Nintendo has their own fanboys who just, like, blindly, like, their fanboys just blindly defend anything Nintendo does. Yes. Whereas the fanboys with Xbox and PC are constantly slapping dicks together, trying to one up each other for over nothing, mm-hmm. because like because the, the game libraries are ninety nine percent the same, so there's no fucking difference anymore. So it's yeah, it's just it's a whole weird vibe. It's I mean I guess I would put Nintendo as a game developer back in the hunt against the other competition, but. I, it does it, feel like it, it's funny when it, I think of video games nowadays. I think that I broke my almost, brain. No, 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 but I agree with you. I don't put Nintendo in the same category. Like, I don't... When I think video games anymore, I don't even think of them like that. I almost think of them as their... Like you said, they're their own weird little thing, you know? Right. Um, But no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you almost got to respect the loyalty. Because while there are Xbox fans, I feel like the PlayStation fans are so much more loyal. Like a diehard Philly fan. You know? Well, I don't know if that's a great compare. You know what? You know what? You know what? A, a PlayStation fan is a PlayStation fan's like a diehard Yankees fan, because they're the ones who always fucking win, and they're the ones who always have all the big name titles behind them and all the big players and shit like that. They make all the money. Whereas the Xbox fans are like the Mets fans, where you know they don't win quite as much, but they win every once in a while. But then they got to sit through a lot of shit before they get to those high points. So. Yeah. But while, well, okay, that's a great comparison. But And while there's a lot of people who jump on the Yankees bandwagon just because they're wins, there are those people that are, like, legit. Like, no, I've just always loved them because I grew up in New York in this area, and I just love them that I think get overshadowed by the, the, the very vocal minority of that group who try to shit on everyone else, and they therefore make the whole fan base look terrible. Oh, yeah, it's all it's like the 90s when everyone was a fucking Braves and Cowboys fan because they won all the time and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even look back. I don't even think anyone really liked the Braves that much. We just all watched WCW and had to sit through those Braves commercials because Ted Turner owned it. So maybe that could have been it too. But regardless, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey man, i I think it's I think it's good that they're doing that. And I know a lot of other games, and I love the memes now coming out about like all the like mods that are going to come out for God of War. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know that's going to happen. <laughs> my, my 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 favorite mod that ever happens is always Thomas to fucking train. And I was like, I can't wait to see Thomas and God of War. I'm like, God I know. damn it. It's, and it's going to happen. And it's like, you know what? I'm for it. Anything that gets... I, I'm at the age where, like, do you really need fucking exclusives? Like, we know Nintendo is never going to stop with their shit. But as we said, that's their own thing. But Xbox, PlayStation, PC, just share the fucking library at this point. And I know that almost makes them obsolete because... That's yeah, what I was going to say. No, you need exclusives. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess that—that's the argument I've always had. If you don't have exclusives and everything's the same, the end user's going to get fucked even more. Can't but have, here's the deal: can't have it all if you, I—I still I believe in my heart of heart, like there is the mass majority of actually, unless out there, you make your own ecosystem where you still fuck people like Nintendo does. Hmm. So, but but here's the deal: like the still, and I still believe the mass vast majority of the Minecrafters, the Fortniteers, the Call of Duty, they are casual people. They are not going to buy a PC or set up a rig to do... Like, they just want a console they can play a game on. 
Like, oh, yeah. they don't care about all that bullshit. And obviously, that's why they're the biggest games, because they are on everything. But that's what I'm saying. Like, those, you'll always have a need for a console. Like, people do, don't want to set up a PC and all the parts and things yep. until it's, like, super easy. So, I hey, don't know. Target Demo, our 13-year-old brother-in-law, has an Xbox yeah. Series X just to play Fortnite with his friends. Because they all have Xboxes, so. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, so if you are someone out there who's a huge PlayStation fanboy and are really upset, I would love to know why. And if you're truly upset, like, what what is the, the thought behind being upset? Like, do you think you're going to lose the franchise? It's not like you're losing anything by others gaining it. Is what I'm, my only point. Right. If you don't leave the house, you got to put all your personality behind the brands you love. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, but Jim, speaking of shitty Nintendo and their shitty ideas and their shittiest console and their shittiest controller for a, a console. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Yeah. How did their uh, N64 online go, Jim? Go about as well as their games for that system. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you with your fucking easy punch downs? But no, uh, actually, this is, I guess you can say, breaking news because it just released today. Uh, October 26, 2021, uh, Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis Online came out on the Switch, and oh my god. So we okay. have a bunch of threads below to the two like most major ones. So one of them basically shows how and it's from oh wait no go away gotta work we're done with you there's a ton of threads on it and they all kind of the number one game they're linking to is um ocarina of time yeah because that's the one like if you talk zelda and the fucking nintendo and the fanboys it's all about zelda so yeah yeah so the big litmus test has been ocarina of time for everyone and there's a ton of fucking threads Comparing N64 to the Wii, con the virtual console release, to the Wii U release, to the fucking, uh, or maybe never hit Wii, but definitely the Wii U release, to the fucking Switch release. And the Switch, like, there's, like, weirdly no fog on the Switch release, so you just have, like, ugly pixels just, like, kind of sharply in the background and stuff like that. And, like, effects are missing, graphical effects from, like, what they had to implement in there to get it to run. It's weird. And then there's like a weird meshing where like a lot of people are pointing out the uh, the dark fight, the dark link fight, and saying that the textures on the water are wrong. Where they're like they're pretty much just ripped from the Japanese version, where the water textures are different, but it might be missing the shadows, but it might have the shadows. It's just fucking weird. So this was the question, like I think I had asked you when we were talking about this. I know nothing about my knowledge of emulation. Really stops with 16-bit. I've never really done anything that's emulated past that um and i thought i've heard in the past the n64 was a bitch to emulate it still is yeah but like obviously i've seen people do mods of those old games and they do crazy shit where the games look fucking beautiful yeah like the super Mar or mario 64 like that looks amazing um and i remember you know like when this came out I, that was one of my questions was like well did they figure out how to emulate it pretty well like i would think they would be the best ones at it you would think that but yeah actually it turns out nintendo went the lazy route because from the people smarter than i when it comes to emulation they basically said that they took the same emulator engine that they used for mario all-stars for like mm -hmm. mario 64 
and they just applied it to all the games on Switch Online, which it's an easy way to get them on there, but, you know, you're applying an emulator that was made for a very the earliest N64 game and applying it to games that were way later and way more graphically intense and stuff like that with different tricks and stuff like that. So, of course, it's not going to translate over well at that point, so... And, Jim, it's almost like, I keep saying it, but is it like Nintendo doesn't give a shit about their fans and they're just trying to pump out products that they know you're going to overpay for? Yeah, got enough there for you, I'm mad for people who care. It doesn't affect me. I'm not going to get this N64 thing. I think it really sucks, and the only thing I can say is, if you are a Nintendo fan out there, stop supporting them on this stupid shit like wait till it's dirt cheap or emulate their new games and, well, don't emulate <laughs> the new games god fucking damn it but i will say like the other thread from uh spooky sophia that's just really crazy is the fact that the button mapping is absolute that thing dog yeah. shit and i don't get why because the the button mapping on mario 64 was like perfect in my eyes like I picked it up and I started playing and the buttons were kind of where I expected them to be and like the placement of everything. And then apparently it's just so weird on Switch Online and like you can't change the button mapping in game in Nintendo Switch Online. So the way around that is you would have to change your button mapping for the entire Switch itself as you're playing, which is just mind boggling. So I guess that's a good way to try and boost N64 controller sales. But outside of that, like... And so also, Jim, apparently, like, all the 8-BitDo and all the other fucking, like, third-party controllers out there, like, none of them work with these online services and shit like that, so, which is even crazier. Well, let me ask you. So, I'm looking at the picture now, and I'll put it up for this this episode, but, okay, so you got the D-pad is the D-pad. You got the analog stick is the left analog stick, start is start. Um, where it gets funky is really the layout of B and A, so you got B and A still being bna but it's just positioned differently than what the old system was then for some reason they have the left c button and the down c button as the i forget which buttons they are on the switch um y and x or y whatever. and x yeah and then but then the c buttons can all be are already all mapped to that analog right analog stick which is fine that's basically that's how the, the thing that makes were. sense to me but also, um, you have to hold a trigger to use the C buttons as C buttons if you don't fuck oh, with the analog stick. wait. Cursor. Press. Yeah. That, so, it, it is obviously weird. It, but this also... This goes back to, like, what is what would be... Because the N64 is a fucking goofy layout. Like, not trying to add shit on it. But it was a goofy layout, so... The only other option is what leave two of the buttons on the switch as like dead buttons or make yb make uh what do you call it ba from what the controller and then just fucking fuck off with the other two buttons and then just use that's the what right i mean C so stick. leave them dead yeah yeah and then use I mean, lnr as lnr for the bumpers like don't overcomplicate. and then use both triggers as z like that that's all yeah. you need to do yeah it, it's it's also though like it goes back to it's what Nintendo is that makes those old games. They're going to be so... It's 
New players, I guarantee you, have no problem with it because they don't know any better. It's anyone who has a history with the N64 is like, oh, I'm used to playing it like this. Whereas new players, like, if I pick that up for the first time and I didn't haven't played N64 in a really long time, it probably isn't that going to be that big of a deal for me. I don't like that you can't remap in-game. That's obviously such a standard feature. So I'd be like, yeah. that'd be like saying like you can't save a game nowadays. Like it, it would just be a very odd thing. And um, apparently the uh, the net coding for the online is pretty shit right now because I've <laughs> seen a couple clips. Of, shocker, I know with Nintendo, <laughs> but I've seen some clips of people playing uh, Mario Kart and it is chubby. I. It's just, it's strictly just. And that's has like the main be. reason I would get it. Like, I would love yeah. to play Mario Kart. And, but, like, fucking, if you're fucking it up and, like, it's not going to. Again, four bucks a month, it's like nothing. But you still could have had a three buck a month option without the deal, the Animal Crossing DLC that I don't care about. But regardless, we already talked about that. But still, fuck. The but fuck? see, but that also shows you it's like, it is three or four bucks a month for a reason. Its quality just isn't there. Like, yeah. In all honesty. They're not putting effort into it because maybe it's... I mean, it is Nintendo, Jim. They are basically broke, right? They don't make money on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, know, they, they, have, they have no nest egg or anything. They're, yeah. they're done, though. So, unfortunately, it's... I feel like a broken record when I say this. It's unf every time I see something come out from Nintendo, I have no hope that it's going to be of great quality or anything. The only thing they put quality into is the actual game itself. Their hardware, their software, their online is dog shit the games are good everything else surrounding it you know is going to be an issue and it's been like that since the n64 yep i mean i haven't heard a lot of complaints about the genesis side so maybe there's hope there well play how Misha. hard it's a fucking 2d i mean come on jim that's play's not a, that hard. A <laughs> See, the punishment isn't working place Abusha. there you go Jim, that Sega emulator is probably still somehow worse than what you can emulate on your iPhone. Like, come on. Yeah, it plays a Musha. <laughs> oh, boy, Musha. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it is great. Plays a, play a Bloodlines. There you go. Or Bloodlines runs well. There you go. Hey. Uh, so, yeah. Goodbye. I mean, here's a real question. If there's anyone out there who's tried it, let us know your take on it. Is it being a little overblown? Um, Jim and I have said many times, I'm not a graphics snob. I don't have the history with Ocarina of Time. I don't know if I picked it up and played it on the Switch, would I be like, oh my god, this looks like shit? Or is it just being compared too heavily to the virtual console? I don't know. Who's you guys say? let us know, though. You tell us in the comments yeah. below. Help the algorithm. <laughs> oh, Jamber. So, actually, this week, we have a Witch is Better um, from our buddy Kit. And it's a it's a good one. It's uh, for me it's, a, it's easy, but it's a good one. It's a thinker. Depends on the era, I guess. Yeah. So we have which is better between Mass Effect or Fallout. Um. So how many Mass Effects are there total? Is it just the three? Nah, four. There was Andromeda too that no one liked. Andromeda, yeah. Um. So for me, I say it's easy because Fallout is one of my favorite series, and I played the original games, but let's be honest, when people think of Fallout, they start with 3. Like, oh, Brian, you're going to piss off some old PC gamers. Which is fine, because they'll probably be dead soon. But, you know, <laughs> but no, I Versions. mean, honestly, I've played those. They're, they are good. And yes, when you had no other option, and I know isometric, like, the same kind of thing as a lot of isometric games at the time. 
story is really deep there's a obviously just like all the other fallouts like the leveling up is really well done but three is what really made it like i would say more casual yeah. yeah um and to me there's never been a miss since three even 76 which the launch might have had issues i think has fully redeemed itself as to what it is now and in my opinion in the main series going three new vegas four it only improved so much every time like there wasn't a clear like oh now this sucks um each game even though the at the end of the day it's kind of the same they all feel so unique whereas mass effect um you know one i it didn't blow me away it was kind of cool and then i don't have that much experience i played like i mean an hour or two of two and it didn't grab me but it was because i was having too many callbacks of what one was where i was like i don't feel like traveling to this place to do this to do like it just never caught on to me like that and while it's fun it's still nowhere near as deep as the character development and all the things you could do in my opinion in fallout even though the world is significantly smaller i mean you're talking about in most cases you're in one little city whereas in if you look at the scope of what mass effect is it's obviously galaxies worlds whatever right it still felt more confined right if that makes sense no i agree yeah i mean you you're the mass effect guy between no, you and me i was gonna say yeah what do you call it um it's actually funny when you talk about character development. Like, that's what Mass Effect is built around. Like, the NP, like the characters in fucking Fallout, like, yeah, they're kind of cool. And, like, your player character and, like, the enemies and shit like that are cool. But, like, there's no development there. It's just, like, they were they were, they were, they were. Um, I didn't play 4, though. So, like, I still, one of these days I got to fucking play 4. But Well, when I, just to be fair, when I'm saying I mean, like, the people you interact with I was more interested in in Fallout series. Versus... Okay, you were more interested in the characters you dealt with. Okay, yes, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is fucking tough, man. This is really tough for me. Because, like, Fallout 3 was the game that really, get, like, the only time I was, like, really into RPGs, like, a couple, like, three-year span, it started because of Fallout 3. Yeah. And, like, um, and I really loved Fallout New Vegas. Like, I think... Like, the only thing New Vegas was missing from 3 was the big moments. Like, it didn't have mm-hmm. the big moments, but I thought it was a better game overall. With, like, the storytelling, the gameplay mechanics, everything like that. Even though it's basically the same game, but just improved. But, fuck. I really liked Mass Effect. And I actually think a lo- the, every each Mass Effect is a little different from the one before. Like, the first one is, like, a straight-up, like, RP- like third-person adventure RPG the second one moves more towards the action genre with a lot of RPG elements, but still, like, a decent amount of exploration. And the third one's really, like, an action game with, like, light RPG elements, but, like, a really cool story. And I'm yeah. a huge mark for the fucking Reapers, like, the main enemies from 1 and 3. Yeah. So, like, three's built around the whole Reapers in general, so, like, I just... I'm a mark out for that. Shit, this is tough. Fuck. <laughs> I... 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 Oh, God. Fuck. How long is the average, for you at least, was a Mass Effect game take for you? I, for me, I think it was between 20 and 40 hours, something like that. So, you can say it's, without you maybe doing everything, it's still a much shorter game. Like, really, yeah. a Fallout, I've never gone less than 80 hours. 
Yeah, I guess in general. Because, like, all the Fallouts, I maybe play through them twice in general just because I put so much time in each playthrough. Yeah. So, yeah, like, even, like, Skyrim. Like, when I finally just said, fuck it, I'm finishing this. Like, I was, like, 80 hours in and I had my fill. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, like you can definitely beat them more. Like you, you can you can beat them in a quicker time, which especially now I appreciate more. So, yeah. but but there's also so much exploration you can do in them too. Even though like in one's exploration, it's a lot of empty planets. You're just driving around to find a couple that, spots. That's what like it felt like just like a s- scope of worlds with not much filling. Yeah, like I I think the plant like it's weird. Like the planetary exploration was both like the like the worst part of one but it's also one of those parts i kind of missed from the the others because the other two you just wind up like scanning planets from like an overmap basically mm. and i was like oh this kind of takes the immersion of the whole universe out of it for me but they still filled out the rest of it with so much fuck this is fucking tough god damn it <laughs> god i really like both you know what I, you know what? just to be a contrarian to you for this mm-hmm. one i'll go with mass effect just because if you want like a more concise storyline and world that was built like together where you have like a good mixture of like big holy shit moments and like still just like solid like world building and crap like that i'll probably go with mass effect but i still really love both but jim do you ever have a megaton moment you don't have a megaton moment (laughs) actually i'll say you okay it does it's not a megaton moment but the opening to fucking three with, like, that first uh, Reaper invasion of Earth, holy crap, is that an intense fucking segment. That might be the most intense segment in the whole fucking series. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. the most, that's like the best, that's one of the best openings to a game I've ever played. Is that, like, opening, like, hour of Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I mean, for me, Mass Effect, it didn't catch me. I, I do want to go back and go through 2 and 3 fully to they they, they, pl- they play a lot better. Like, they're way less clunky. 1 is very clunky. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like Fallout, what it improved upon with four was the combat, which is arguably the biggest issue with the other games. Like you just re- rely on your vats and you would just, that was it. Whereas four, like all of a sudden it felt much more like a regular FPS and you're like, Oh, I can actually now shoot my guns or do whatever. Like I said, I just become so immersed in those games where I literally want to check like every single house that's open like there's not an inch and like i care about collecting everything and i i literally will sometimes stop and appreciate like when they show like the skeletons of a family that was in there and like what they all set up it's like oh this guy like overdosed because they put all these pills here oh that these two people were fighting and they have a gun right next to him like all the just little details like that where you're like you feel more like it feels more personal versus where mass effect like it, it feels like you're just a soldier going through the motions, taking on this bigger thing. So uh, that's I where know. I say the immersion can, feels more for me. I don't know. You can bang some hot alien babes or gang bang <laughs> some hot alien dudes. So, I mean, really, the world is your oyster at that point, Brian. But, Jim, can you use sneak level 10 and put a grenade in someone's pocket and have them blow up? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can, can you, Jim? But you can use powers. <laughs> Damn it, Jim so yeah that to me it's a great question yeah i think it just comes down to what do you like which genre do you prefer it's funny before you put that i swear my which is better for this week was going to be uh what's better between the sci-fi star exploration or the medieval fantasy and magic oh wow and video games because those two to me are like they're just the same thing with a slight difference to them yep 
but they both spawn so many different types of games and like it's like the argument of like do you prefer lord of rings or star wars like when you argue the original trilogies of that shit and i know you're star wars and you like star trek and all that but i actually never thought to ask you before are you do you like like lord of the rings and dungeon and dragons and that kind of shit i like lord of the rings i always wanted to play D D, but i never had anyone to play with gotcha and obviously like we play HeroScape, and that's kind of along those that realm but it's funny because it's like weird that some people like you're, you can only be in one of those camps. Like, God yeah. forbid you like them both. It's like, well, I like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, you know? Yeah, um, I'm like, I'm past the area where I can sit down and play tabletop games with people, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's something I always wanted to do, so... No, but I like Lord of the Rings. I did not like the extended versions, because, oh, boy, an extra hour of walking. Holy fucking great storytelling Damn. there. Damn! Jesus Christ. It's the, important. The, the extended edition of fucking Fellowship of the Ring holy fuck i don't and the thing is like the lord of the rings nerds like jerk it off like oh it's so much better with the extra content no it isn't but chim what about all the what about all the lucas add-ins and cuts oh those as well. <laughs> and what about the thing that's been raped into oblivion with all these star wars movies since the original trilogy oh, i mean that they're <laughs> I mean the 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 original three prequels. But then they, again, the Hobbit trilogy that came out is no fucking. PG well, actually, yet. you know it's funny. I never watched those. I I, can't I, I watched uh, I watched a little bit of one. And I was like, fuck, there is nothing to this. Yeah. The Star Wars universe now is just it's it's almost it's too much, you know. And I know like a star, diehard Star Wars fan. No, Disney every, killed it. Disney. Yeah, killed it. yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, that was gonna be my which is better, and we don't have to answer it. We can even we can say we can that save it another week. time. Fuck it. Yeah, but that is funny when you said Mass Effect. I was like, ah, oh, shit, that almost falls the line. But you guys, let us know. Fallout, Mass Effect. Which do you prefer? Which do you think is better, and why? Make sure you let us know. All right, Chambers. Very very quick one. Uh, just a question. Uh, we already kind of hit on it. What is the best gaming genre for horror games? Like, we know nowadays, we talked about jump scares, and they're yep. all well and good, and they're obviously best done in first-person shooter because limited range of view, it's easy to throw something in front of the camera, but, like, also you might get a lot more details of the environment, whereas, like you mentioned, Silent Hill is arguably the best game at creating atmosphere and creepiness, and yes, yeah. the creatures are there, but it's really the sound, the whatever... Um, we love Resident Evil, so you got that third-person fixed camera view, which is good. But you also have first-person now. But that's what I mean. So it's like I don't know which is better, and you could argue they're just two totally different things. But in the in the realm of horror video games specifically, which do you think is a little more <sighs> creepier? I guess I have to go first person just because, like, that extra little bit of immersion and you turn that wrong corner and boom, thing there. Yep. Or that, like, overall sense of dread and, like, you just can't see fully around you. So you always have that worry about, oh, fuck, where is he? Oh, fuck, where is it? Where, oh, fuck, where is it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, fuck. I, I guess I have to go FPS. Even though, like, I'll, I'll, I'll still say I've never felt more scared or disturbed than playing the first three Silent Hills than I have, like, almost any other game just because of how it disturbs you. But, again, like you said, that's also, like, the sound design mixed in there, too. Because that's got the best sound design ever in a horror game, in my opinion. 
but yeah, yeah, first person. If you want to be fucking scared or just uneasy, first person's the way to go. Yeah, I, w- I was going to agree. I think for being scared, first person, I, every time I stream a first person horror game on streams, I'm always like, God damn it. Why am I doing like, because I am literally like edge of my seat, hearts pounding a little more because I'm always like, I know something's going to happen. I don't get that with the other horror games. But what I will say is the other horror games, I feel like need to rely more on on the sound on the creature not not that first person shooters take it easy with their creature development and everything because you have you see more detail right but but they when you're doing it in a fixed camera or a whatever like they have to spend so much more time on like sound cues because it is more important because you don't have those other elements right so when you can get a jump scare or legit freaked out from those games i feel like it's a little bit more well done whereas it's a a little bit of an easier route to go first person shooter but i would say that is better for scares yeah like if i think horror i think being scared so i think you kind of have to go fps yeah yeah so unless you throw in a fucking cat and mouse game like resident evil 2 remake did then <laughs> yeah yeah that that and that was a perfect like that game the second you deal with that first zombie and you're like wait a second it's really not going down like zombies are all of a sudden because we went through how many games where zombies were kind of a joke again, and you're like, "Ah, oh, shit! These are like I'm blowing pieces off of it, and it's still coming." Yep. Yeah, and that fucking Mister X. Oh, that's yep. Unless you turn him into Thomas the Tank, that is just awesome. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. So yeah, you guys, let us know. What do you think is the best genre for horror games? I mean, <laughs> personally, I don't look at any 2d game even though i know they are horror games i've never been scared of a castlevania <laughs> yeah I, I i can't you know the only time i've ever been scared of a 2d game and it's not even a horror game fucking shadow run with the fucking the cave <laughs> slash abandoned building music and going through like the caves or abandoned buildings because that's where the hardest monsters are and like you're most likely to be ambushed and killed so you're always like on the edge of your seat, like, you take a wrong turn or a random encounter happens and you're fucking dead. So, yeah. and, the, and the music is freaky there. I'll say the music is freaky. It's well, yeah. I mean, it's also Sega, so it's also shitty, so. <laughs> See what I did there, Jim? <laughs> I'm just walking to these things. Jim. <laughs> Jim. Right, I'm shocked you didn't go with the N64 by saying, because, you know, how bad they are. I mean, any playing any of those games now. Whew. <laughs> oh. all right jim so for, since it, it is very very close to halloween i i thought about a few things we could do i i went through a few people's list of their what they call the best horror games we are certainly not going through every game it's more or less i want to go through like have you played it what are your thoughts um but this is the best horror games of all time. Obviously, our gazillion best. Fuck. This comes from us. Comes to us from culture, cultured vultures. Cultured, cultured vultures. Yep. Yeah. Dot com. Um, it was written in June of this year. So right. I just wanted to go through it. So number fifty, we got Slender. Did you actually play that game? Nope. Okay. It is creepy, but it, it to me felt like take this slender idea which was a very creepy thing and do five nights at freddy's all right 
Speaking Four, of 49, Five Nights at Freddy's, um, I think without a doubt, whenever you make a best of horror list, you kind of almost have to put it in there because for those years, that was the game to like get the jump scares out of you. It, it deserves to be there. Also, <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Jim. Sorry. Uh, number 48, Penumbra. I, I feel like, I, yeah, never so, heard of it. The same people who made, um, Oh my god, the game I just played. Uh, fuck. Alien? No, 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 no. Amnesia. The Dark Descent. Okay. It's the same people. Does it deserve to be on here? Maybe. I don't know. Among the Sleep. This is a game I really want to play. Have you ever Never seen played. the videos for it? Nah. <clears throat> so, basically, it's this like little kid who's straight up like an infant. And like he's going through his house and things are like he starts seeing things and it gets real creepy and he ends up in like a nightmare world. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Just the idea of like, you're a little kid is already creepy. Cause like, nope. think about when you were young, how often did you get scared when you were left alone or it was dark? Nope. <laughs> the next is really a horror game hunt showdown. Do you know Never about this? Nope. So it's, it's a game that's out now. Um, there are creatures in there, but what's interesting is it's a FPS, I don't want to call it Battle Royale, but uh, you basically can kill other people or all of a sudden like a monster will appear and you have the choice of either fighting together because you can't take on a monster by yourself. So you either have to work with others to take it down or you're going to die. So it's a weird okay. it's a weird game. Outlast 2, my God. Never played, but I mean, it should be there, I'm sure. The same way I feel very, um, what's the word? I feel uneasy when I've watched uh, Human Centipede 2 is the same way I feel about Outlast 2. Really? Okay. Th well, think about the scene in um, is Human it the baby? Centipede 2. you going to say the yes. baby? Yes. Oh, fuck. There are scenes like that or things that happen in Outlast 2 that make me feel kind of similar where I go, I don't like this. Like, I just... It's good because it it gets a reaction out of me, but I go, my God. You feel dirty. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number uh, 44. 44, Clock Tower, but it's not the original Clock Tower. It's the one from the PS1, the 3D never, one. Never, never played any of them. Dude, me and my one of my old best friends, Frankie, I'll never forget, used to play this shit, and we were obsessed with the idea of Scissor Man. This game was so creepy, and it was PS1 style, but it was still a 2D... It was still like a, a point-and-click. So hmm. creepy. I wish the game wasn't hundreds of, hundreds of dollars, because I really, really want to get it again. Yeah, I remember seeing, like, what do you call it, articles in game magazines that my best friend would get, and being like, oh, we gotta get this, and we just never did. Hmm. Uh, Alright, number 43, Dino Crisis. Classic. It is a classic, but does it deserve on a best list? I mean, it's a it's a RE remake with dinosaur or clone with dinosaurs. Yeah, but it's probably it is a really game fun in though. general than a lot of the games you'll see on here. They're just better horror games, but as a game, it's probably like just better. Yeah, but it's not as scary as a lot of these other ones. Yeah, this one I don't agree with. Liars of Fear Two. Did you play Never. either of ear? Nope. It's not as good as the original, and to me, there's other games that could be on this list. So. All right. Number 41, Devotion. I don't know what this is, but take a look at the picture, Jim. I will say it looks fucking creepy. All right. 
Uh, Taking a quick look at the picture and uh, uh, little kids again. Always with the little goddamn kids. Yeah, it's like kid doll things. And I actually seen this now on multiple lists. So this is a game I'm going to have to try. All right, PC only, so no wonder I never played it. Yeah. Yeah. Number 40, Manhunt. Did you play that? A little bit. Never. Didn't play that much of it, but I did play a little bit. It is, I have it. It is so fucking brutal. Um, oh, it's, yeah. It's brutal as fuck. But it's one of those games. I like, don't know if it's exactly horror or That's scary. what I was going to say. Brutal. Like, Would you yeah. call that horror? I mean, it's a slasher. So I mean, it's a slasher genre. Yeah. Uh, 39, Observer, which I have downloaded. haven't started, but it's got Rutger Hauer and a basically... Uh, Fuck, what's the game you just said that you were talking about for Genesis that we did the Shadow, Shadow Run? Run? It's like a first-person Shadow cyberpunk-y. Run cyberpunk. You're trying to, like, it's like almost Silent Hill meets cyberpunk. Is, it, is that one of, like, Rutger Hauer's last things? I think so, yeah. Must be, yeah. Oh, this was 38. You're one, you're one you never shut up about. Dead by Daylight. It's got to be on here. It actually should be ho- higher on here because, as I said, no other horror game has been able to get licensed horror icons in a game like that. And it is it is a well-done game. It's just annoying for other reasons. 37, Silent Hill 4. Never played that one, but I never did. I, I, I checked out by then. I was going to say, I thought it didn't even get that much love. It was kind of, it was kind of like, it was either like a love or hate a game when it came out, because like, mm. it wasn't supposed to be a Silent Hill game when it came out, but they just threw the license on there because it was kind of like it to help sales. So, yeah, that was that was kind of the start of the end for the series. Gotcha. All right, number thirty six, Siren Blood Curse. Did not play wow. this one. It was a PS three exclusive, but I'm gonna tell you, every time we've ended up doing PS three exclusives, we've ended up really enjoying them. So I'm going to give this one the benefit of the doubt and say it looks creepy as shit. Means it's probably expensive now, too. Probably. 35. The game you should have played by now, but I know you haven't. Resident Evil Village. I haven't played it yet, but uh, enjoyed your review. Uh, Thanks to your review, I basically know everything that happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It, It is a really fun game. I could actually argue it should be higher on the list. Not as low as it is, but... It's still a good game. Uh, 34, Fatal Frame 2. So you you didn't play the Fatal Frame games, right? Nah, so never did. So I lucked out. I got all the Fatal Frame games on the PS3 through, like, a really dirt cheap sale. Um, those are great games. That's all I can say. And to me, they're the first true first-person shooter horror games, even though you're not shooting shit. Interesting. This one's fucking interesting. 33. I know you must have played this. Uh, whoop, 33, The Suffering. No, I never did. You never played this? No. So it's interesting because that was like that time when we were kids where like everyone like was being obsessed with trying to be the bad guy and like, you know, you're just like convict who can turn into a monster. It's almost like a splatter house, but you're but a shooter. So it's it's interesting. It's a fun game. It's a little little low on this list in my opinion, but it's really fun. I unfortunately had too long of a stretch in my life where like the only thing I played was Guitar Hero once it came out on the, in the <laughs> PS2 era. So I missed out on a lot of shit from that fucking era because of that. Damn it, Jim. Yeah, it is what it is. Thirty-two, excellent, excellent game. The thing, I 
adore this game. I know of it, but I never played. Yeah. This is... And everyone who's ever played it ends up saying, like, oh my god, this game is so much fun. It really is. That's all I can say. 31. Here you go, Jim. Silent Hill 3. Fan-fucking-tastic. Never finished it, actually, because I got to a point where I got lost and couldn't figure out a puzzle. But, God, was it so goddamn good. Did, your favorite was 2, though, right? 2 is my favorite. 2 is okay. the best one. But, yeah. All right, number 30, Until Dawn. The game that made me definitely want to... This and another game made me want to get a PS4. I was not... Um, I was not disappointed. Uh, you, I don't know, think would like it as much because, as I said, it almost like is like an interactive movie where you have choices, you do move around. But <clears throat> I'm a sucker for like, oh, there's a whole bunch of different choices you can make which can result in this or that. And it's well-acted really creepy and music's on point so all right 29 darkwood i don't know what the hell that is never heard of but apparently it's on switch it's so. on switch so xbox is, one I, ps4 pc i don't know what that is i guess i'm gonna have game. to check it out to be this apparently it's a top town game is horrifying so weird yeah oh speaking of weird 28 little nightmares you know about this game, right? I've heard of it, but I never played it. Dude, this is like if Tim Burton was, like, I don't know, on acid. It's like the the crazy proportions. You're playing this little kid, and the things that come after you are just so disturbing and creepy. But it's a 2D platformer. It's I love this wave of 2D platformers. The same vein as like Limbo and Inside and all that. Yeah. Really, really well done. But, oh my God, talk about being disturbed. This is another one. You really should give that a try. All right. I'm, I'm liking seeing a lot of these on Switch in a row. So I'll actually yeah. have a chance to play these. 27, Detention. Never even heard of. Switch, Android, PS4, and PC. It takes place in Taiwan during the reign of an oppressive government. I don't so, know. Okay. I, I the picture that they're showing on this website is just a. It looks like a young Taiwanese schoolgirl. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, tables and chairs flying. Yeah, okay. I'm shocked. This next one is this high. I am. Are you shocked? It's this high. I'm shocked. It's this low. No, 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 no. I'm saying high in terms of number so i'm shocked it's not lower meaning closer to number one oh, okay all right yeah number 26 resident evil 4 you and i have a feeling with this and i actually kind of agree with its position um it's, it's not scary no it's except not, for that opening part but. yeah it is a great game um save the franchise yeah but yeah it's just not a survival horror game really other than like jim said that first level Outside of that, there are some really awesome monster and boss fights. But the second act of the game is so just straight action that oh, it yeah. wipes out all the crazy horror of the first half. Number yep. 25, Silent Hill 1. The original. Uh, yeah, um, I think that's kind of fair. Like, it's really, it's really creepy. And, it, like, the whole occult setting's really fucked up in it. Yeah. It's a little clunky to go back to. It's a little rough to play now. What's funny is going back and playing that when I borrowed it from you is it plays worse than all the original Resident Evils, but it's the atmosphere and the setting that's, it's like, has a psychological oh, horror, but it plays really, really rough. 
Yeah, it's always about the setting and the sound with them, but yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of a rough play now. Number 24, the original Resident Evil 3. Mm, it's questionable, should it be this low on the list? Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it depends on what you want out of your horror games. I mean, it's the start of the turn to action for Resident Evil. It's... Definitely not as scary, but you still get those, you know, surprise, you know, fucking nemesis fights. So, eh. yeah, yeah. But it, we even know we we always said it's kind of one of the weaker ones. So it's the weakest of the original trilogy for sure. Yeah. Um, number twenty three, The Forest, a game I never played. It looks good, never heard of. but it's like it, that's that weird combo of like there are horror elements, but it's almost more of a survival game. But it got a lot of love. I think it's way too low on this list. <sighs> 22. I'm <Sound> very interested. <laughs> Sorry. 22, Inside. Really like this game. I think uh, Little Nightmares is way more of a horror game than Inside. Inside does have creepy moments, uh, but it's... I don't know. It's just, it's just different. And I know you haven't played it yet, but this is another one. That... Little Nightmares and Limbo are all games that are on Switch that you really need to play. Gotcha. Fear, 21. Never played it, but I know people fucking love the first one. Really, really good. It's creepy. It's got, like, you think it's, like, an action game, and then all of a sudden, like, it has the jump scare element. So, yeah. Number 20, Dead Rising. Just a fun game. It's not scary at really all. It's fun just really game. fun game. Yeah, it, it is a horror game. So I guess, you know. Oh, it definitely is a horror game. Yeah, it's just so the you know, not scary. Since the list isn't technically just scary, I guess it, it makes sense being on here. I don't know if I'd put the first one. Like, I think the future ones are better. But I guess the first one kind of really set it off and just being the idea of, like, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, and you probably didn't watch horror movies like I did. But no. Watching the original... Right, no one but Justin Wang watched horror movies like you did, all right? True. But, like, when I first saw the original Dawn of the Dead, my mind raced, and with all my action figures, I'd be like, oh, what would I do if I was in a mall, and they had a gun shop, and you had a weapon shop, and you had to deal with a bunch of zombies? Like, and this game made all that come true, so... There you go. Uh, number 19, Condemned uh, Criminal Origins. Did you ever play that? Never played him. I got the second one off a of buddy when he moved, and he gave me his like collection, but I never got around to playing it. So never got to them. So that's a game I have. I actually recently bought. I added it to my collection. Haven't played it yet, but it's another one. I feel like it's kind of be like Outlast in terms of it's creepy, but it's melee. I can't wait to try. Is all I'll say. All right. Uh, number eighteen, Evil Within Two. I played Evil Within One. It was really, really good. Crazy action slash horror game. I didn't play the second one. I have it. I just haven't played it yet. So I can't really say. But that first one was really well done. Yeah, I watched you play a little bit of one, but I never played one itself. And I never touched two. So. All right. 17, Layers of Fear. Definitely deserves to be on this list. Like I said, way more than the second one. Uh, I think it's a little low because it is strictly psychological. And at the end of the day, I don't want to call it a walking simulator, but it kind of is like you just kind of walk around and interact with things and see horrible things happen in front of you. And that's it. It is creepy. 
I don't know. It's a little hot, a little low on this list for me. Is all I'll say. I like how me and you have different versions of high and low for these lists. I keep saying low is it starts at fifty, goes down to one. So the lower you get, the better the score. Does that make whereas sense? I say high. Yeah, I, I get it. You yeah. go, you go by like golf rules. Whereas I say it's a little high in the list, and like that. Yeah, but we know what we mean. Number sixteen, Outlast. Great, great game. Definitely deserves game, a be game on changer. Here. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I could, I could even see this making an argument to see this in the top ten. But this is one. I think for the impact alone, it it probably should be. But Jim, this is we'll one I really want to watch you play. I you know Fuck, I never play I never played system any of the system shocks. It, Fuck. Yeah, so system shock is what really Bioshock wouldn't exist would not exist without it. Yeah. Um Yeah. It, impact it deserves here. I don't know if I fully agree with its position just from a game standpoint, but impact, yes. Mm, all right. Fourteen, at least I know you've played this, right? I played a bit. I never beat it. Okay. I did play it a bit. Dead space absolutely deserves to be here i actually agree with the spot it's gameplay impact and fucking scares like yeah. it's creepy yeah creepy as shit and once you realize you're like oh hell i have to be really accurate with my shots and take off their limbs and stuff you're like oh fuck oh fuck so yeah very creepy number 13 stalker it's a pc exclusive never played it. never touched never touched yeah so i can't speak to it 12 oh Bioshock. Do I consider that horror? Like, I mean, it's creepy. It's su- it is super creepy. But then again, the creepiness kind of goes away after like the first two hours. Yeah, if you even like take after it that you long. see Big Daddy and like the horrors that have happened, like your mind. To me, it almost goes like it's Mass Effect underwater. Like you have powers, you have gun. Like I don't like. I'm not creeped out anymore. Like after you encounter Big Daddy and see what he does, yeah. And what? Fuck, what the, yeah, yeah. Like when you first see the splicers for a couple of whiles, you're like, "Oh man, these things are fucking creepy." But then you know they lose their edge. Then you see the Big Daddy, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" And then after like your third Big Daddy fight, you're like, "Whatever." So yeah, and I, don't you, know. I, I never I, I, felt like, like scared. Like yeah, like I was like, "Whatever." I have enough weapons and powers. I can deal with whatever's thrown at me now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, fucking fantastic game. But as a horror game, I think it's a little high for a horror game list. Yeah, I would want to see it yeah, in the 40s or 50s if it was going to be anything. But it, if it was just standalone games, yes, it deserves to be high. Yeah. Number 11, Dying Light. You know what's funny? People jerk this game off so much, and I really did enjoy it. But everyone seems to forget that this is just basically Dead Island, but with parkour elements. You want to know why I never played it? Because I always heard it took like 10 hours for it to get good. And I was like, I'm not waiting 10 hours to fucking play a game before I can really enjoy it. So, And it, it is. It looks fun. It looks it, fun. It's very fun. Like, did you play Dead Island? A little bit. Okay. So what made that game great to me was like, hey, you're crafting weapons. Your weapons have limited use. And, like, you could, like, disassemble zombies and where you hit them mattered. And, like, you couldn't take on, like, hordes of zombies. Like, I literally went from Dead Rising to Dead Island. And I was like, oh, wow, completely different experience. That game was so good for that reason. Whereas this game takes that same exact thing. And all it does, like I said, is adds parkour, like, platforming elements. So I'm kind of like, 
uh, is it really deserved to be this high? Not in my opinion. It is a really fun game. Does not deserve to be there. Number 10. I agree wholeheartedly, and it has to be in the top 10. Alien Isolation. You know what? I'm actually scared to play it. I've never touched it. I don't want to play it. <laughs> Dude, you I watched your playthrough. I don't want to fucking play it. <laughs> the, the deal is, I, I still go on record. Even though we haven't gotten through our Aliens games, it's it's the best Alien game. Nothing is going to dethrone now unless they make a second Alien Isolation game. Yeah. Um, the AI is the smartest AI in any game I've ever played ever. Without being cheap. It's not like stupid-ass Street Fighter 2 bosses where they read your inputs. Like, you know. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> I'll, I'll look. Amazing, amazing game, though. Number nine, Soma. I have not played it. I know everyone loves it. But to me, it feels like it'll end up being a Bioshock with a little bit more of a horror element. And I could be completely wrong. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to play it. I just, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. So, Number eight, I love to see it. Left 4 Dead 2. All timer. All fucking timer. Completely deserves to be on the list. Um, 100% a horror game. It's not scary, but goddamn is it good at what it does. Not scary. I don't know, Jim. What what made you shit your pants more than when the witch was awakened? Oh, I was about to say. I mean, unless you fuck <laughs> up a witch and then you're fucking screaming. Which one of our friends, dude? Dude. <laughs> God damn it, Matt. <laughs> Number seven, Resident Evil Seven. Oh, I see what they did there. Seven, seven. Um, it's the game that brought horror back to Resident Evil. I would probably rather see this at number 10 and have it swap places with Alien Isolation. But yeah. it's still really, really, really good. So I can't really complain. Number six. I know you know this one well. Eternal yep. Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Fuck, never finished it, but I've got to do that one day. But goddamn, is that a good game? I can remember you in college playing this, and I forget if like you had just started playing but like you... I remember you legit thought something was wrong with all the shit that it throws at you from a like memory well, card been... corrupt or like or like the heads yep. coming off or like this. You're like, what the fuck? Well, that's the whole gimmick of the game is that yeah. it fucks with the actual gameplay. But I also have told the story before, but I had to double whammy because I was originally playing with a fucking wireless GameStop controller and that thing started shitting out on me. So I didn't realize that it was just my controller shitting out on me on top of the game fucking with me. So I thought this thing was just throwing the fucking sink at me. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I don't think I can recall many other games that really dived into that. Like having the mechanics be like the game actually fucking up. Like the only other game I can even think of that does something close to that is the fucking X-Men game where you have to reset the game to keep moving on. Yeah, it's a thing to... Yeah, you'd be surprised if no more don't go to it. And it's one of those tragic ones that never got ported anywhere. So, like, that is a true Game Club exclusive, and it's not cheap. Do you think it never got ported because they can't really replicate some of those things on No, it was just something... It was just something with the developer. Something with the developer going away and, like, licensing and some kind of fuckery, so... Yeah. Uh, Number five, Resident Evil 2 Remake. I'm fine with that. I'm fine... I could even argue seeing it higher or lower, whatever you want to say. Right. A great, great game. Um, number four. I know you don't like this one. The Last of Us. You know, I never played it. I, I say you don't like it because it is a great game, 
but it is kind of in that vein of uh, Uncharted, where it's a very story. Like you're supposed to get an emotional connection between the characters, and I don't know if you have any emotions left, Jim. Probably not. Other than pure hatred. <laughs> that is my strongest. That is my only power left. That fight. Yeah, but I I'm fine with. I'm honestly fine where it is and what it is. Yeah, like knowing the impact of it, I'm fine with it. That's fine. Number three, Silent Hill Two. Ooh, I'm actually interested to see what they have above it because that's always one of those one of those top ones. Yeah, I th- I would say deserves it. Number two, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. So, oh, okay. so having just played this, yes, this was the quintessential first person game that was like you are helpless you can't fight the enemy anymore like you could argue fatal frame kind of did that but you still had your camera to kind of combat the the ghost whereas this one like you saw an enemy you just had to go hide and it was immersion it had the all the insanity aspects of the eternal darkness game i don't know if number two is really deserving that's just, you know, whatever. It's up for debate. But number one, and of course, I'm, I'm I would agree with it. with it. I'm fine. Resident Evil GameCube remake, meaning just the remake. So, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. It made sense to me. As we were going through this list, I'm like, where the fuck's Resident Evil 1? Where is it? And yeah. now that I see they put this on here, it makes sense. I for sure completely agree with this. Yeah, it honors the impact of one. It's just a better playing game in general. Yeah. But, Jim, is it just me, or does this feel like it definitely leaving out a good amount of games? Like, yeah. you don't have a single Castlevania it, game? It's got a very, very strong bias to more recent shit. Well, that's, it's that's like basically PS1 forward. Like, that gen forward. And it's barely scraping the dick of PS1, too. Yeah. yeah. They they put Dino Crisis, Clock Tower, and and uh, Resident Evil 3. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're throwing on there, like, solid horror games, like, you know, ones that aren't scary but are just good games, like, you don't have any yeah. fucking classic Castlevanias on here. That's what like, I mean. You don't, have, you don't have Super 4? You don't have Super 4 or shit. Even if, I, even if I think Super 4 is better than it, you don't put Symphony of the Night. Or Symphony, yeah. Yeah, like, like you that. don't put those, you don't put a single... And maybe you and I have rose-colored glasses. I still don't see how you don't put one of the Splatter Houses on there. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they are horror games. Or, so. hey, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yes. I would take that over a lot of the small, bad... I mean, because it's weird, because they do straddle that line with... Like, you know, going, I think they're going more towards games that are scary, but there's, like, some that they couldn't deny just for good gameplay. But also, like, like fucking, like, if you took Bioshock off there in general and threw, like, Zombies mm-hmm. Ate My Neighbors, I would have been fine with that. Because Zombies Ate My Neighbors, to me, is way more of a horror game because of all its inspirations. Well, that's what I mean. And, like, yeah, because you have a Bioshock and, like, Inside and the games, like we just said. How do you not put, um, uh, fuck, why am I blanking? Uh, it's in the orange box. Half-Life oh, 2. Half-Life 2, yeah. Cause just because that one level alone, but it is a scary game. Like, you're being chased by government and creatures. and it, like, Dude, you could put Quake or Quake 2 on there. Like, the fucking prison ship level in Quake 2 freaked the fuck out of me as a kid. You could put, in theory, you could put some of the Dooms. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Doom should be on there, especially if you're talking Impact. And you know what? Honestly, I would even put Doom Remake on there. Yes! 
Yeah, it's, I, you're fighting fucking hell monsters. Like it's still horror. Like it's not scary, but it's still horror. That, like I said, if if I had a complaint, that would be that. Like, I mean, look, everyone's got their opinion on what horror is and shit like that. We can consider it. So, you 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 can see what they consider horror for the most part. Yeah, and it's definitely it's definitely a younger person. It's definitely someone who's like twenty five. And it's funny because as I've said, I don't. I'm fine making lists for systems that no longer have games being made for them. But I would always be very reticent to say, like, I'm going to make a list of the 10 best horror games. Because it would always have to be, like, Asterix, this was done in 2021. Or something like that. Because you don't know what's coming next. Nah, fuck anyone who finds it. It's all about the clicks. <laughs> I know. That's really what it's about. But no, like I said, I thought it was a fun list, Jim. I think we really need to get you... I think we might need to do just it, next year a month of uh, the platforming the, the, the essential horror games. horror games that I've never played. Yeah, or or a, or a minimum just the ones that are on Switch. I know you'll be able to play, and they're platformers, so they're not that difficult and they're not story driven, so you have no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys, let us know what you think of that list. What else was left off? Obviously, we haven't mentioned a ton, but you let us know what you think. Let us know if you're playing anything for this Halloween. Make sure you engage with us, talk with us. Jim, how was that uh, that pumpkin latte beer? You know what? It was very tasty, but I got to say uh, it was just kind of a milk stout. Like the pumpkin was very minimal with like the pumpkin spices. And yeah, I mean, it was just mostly milk stout. So it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was tasty. But yeah. Yeah, this uh, this Evo brew. I'm probably not going to get it again. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just so meh. Yeah, it's middle road. Yeah, yeah. it's perfectly fine. To seal Jim, it gets the job done, and it's perfectly fine. But, yep. uh, yeah, I'm not going to rush to ever get that again. Yeah, that's so, what I thought of all the Evos I had. I was like, yeah, these are fine. So, Jim, before we sign off, what uh, do you have any traditional, like, around Halloween time, like horror movies you, you want to watch around Halloween? You know what? Insidious. We always sit down okay. and watch Insidious because, like that, that even to this day, like that was one of the earlier dates with the wife, and that still freaks her the fuck out. I was gonna say, was that one of, when we watched it for my birthday in the backyard? Was that one of the first times you saw it? No, we saw it in the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually one of the first nights when she was like, "Can you stay over tonight?" And I was like, "No, I'm going home and playing video games." <laughs> Jim and a love story for the ages. Actually, that's one of my that fucking tiptoe through the tulips is one of my favorite memories because not only does it freak Sandy out, but we were hanging out with the nieces like a couple years ago, as we do for like vacation every year, and I started playing it for them, and like they were like six and seven at the time, and they started fucking free. They were bawling their eyes out, scared and shit like Was that. Was it the moment or just the song? They, they just the song. Oh, just the song. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this is so scary. I'm like, we're playing like Uno right now, and like they're fucking. <laughs> I was gonna say tears if, crying. Yeah, if they saw the the scene, I could understand. But they the hadn't song, even seen the movie yet. Wow. Nah, just the song freaked them out that much. Well, we know it freaked out Mad Dog, <sighs> but that was for different reasons. <laughs> uh, Mad Dog did not like him. He did not like that song. <laughs> Mad Dog didn't like a lot of things. No, he did not. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think for me, uh, we always, of course, do trick or treat. That's like our go to halloween movie now and a few other like horror anthologies but yeah i was interesting so insidious is your go-to nice yep like it 
All right, guys. So if you've been sticking with us and you are watching, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell because it would really help uh, notify you every time we get a new video up. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please hit that subscribe button. And if you want to, leave us a review. We prefer five stars. And whatever you write, we are going to respond back. So we really appreciate the interaction. We appreciate all you watching. And uh, have a great Halloween. Stay safe out there. And cheers. Cheers, everyone.